Hey, good afternoon, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. We got a returning guest and Andy coming in to talk to us about the Nationals and the offseason. Andy, how are you doing? Thank you for being back with us. I'm very good. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Perfect. We're happy to have you. And, and since there hasn't been a lot of offseason moves for the Nationals, um, you know, where you guys go, what what are you thinking as far as the rebuilding is concerned or the reboot, as you say? What do you think of your signings? Do you do you are you guys going to go after some people in the trade deadline or what do you think your signings are going to be like? So give us a second here. I think we're having some connection issues real quick. Uh, but Andy looks like she's coming right back to us. There we are. So. Back to what we were saying. Um, what do you think you're going to do at the trade deadline? Do you think you're going to try to make some splashes and and make some things happen, or or what do you think's happening over there at, at, in the um, Nationals realm? So they're going to do much more than they've already done. You know, as we talked about, kind of at the tail end of the season, you know, with the the Soto and the Bell trade. You know, they ended up picking up some decent players from that. Um, you know, of course, we got uh, Luke Voigt for first base, which they didn't decide to give him a contract. So he is a free agent, but it looks like he's going to be staying with the team at least for this year. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I'm excited with him is, is with all of these new rookie players that they're bringing in that possibly he can, you know, do what they're saying and they're hoping with him that they're going to, they're going to use him as so they're going to use them as trade bait yeah no yeah. where did i lose you you were just saying that they were going to use him Bill. possibly in the off uh as trade bait Oh, no, not necessarily as trade bait as far as with Luke Boyd. I think what we're going to see is I think that they're going to use him most definitely as a mentor for all these young up-and-coming players that they've recruited um, onto the team this year because we do have so many that are just coming up for the, from the minors and him to be like the veteran that's going to be there to help like show them the ropes and, um, you know, kind of, you know, break them into the major league um, with, with any hope. Yeah, looks like we're having some technical difficulties here. But she was she was talking about Luke Voigt being used as kind of a mentor in the national system, which I I honestly think that that would would probably be a very very good thing. Um, they've got a lot of young talent there that they are are working through, so that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting to see how that plays itself out uh, going forward. Um, and so we'll see, you know, what her comments are here in a second. It looks like we're having some technical difficulties there and, and the Washington area, um, her being close to the stadium. I'll, I'll never forget, uh, one of my favorite experiences I had with Andrea while we're waiting for her to come back on was we were going to do a live. Her and I were going to do a live from the stadium and she, I am me on, on Instagram and said, Hey, we're getting close to the stadium, you know, maybe about 15 minutes. 
And I never heard from her again. I thought, oh, that's what happened. Well, it turns out that they were doing some type of training. Uh, the government was doing some type of training for ambassadors and, and things like that. And it looks like um, they had shut down everybody's uh, cell phone use. So, so she couldn't do anything. It was kind of, it was actually kind of funny. So um, good, you know, good experience. Andy, I was just telling him about you and I going live when they shut down the the cell phone service while we were waiting for you to come back in. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is my like payback for that. So let's, uh, let's... <laughs> so can you do me a favor with Luke Boyce? Can you please do me a favor with Luke Boyce? Two things. One, can you Get find him. the man in Jersey that fits him? Okay. Right. I know we okay, talked about and two. Can you get him to button it all the way up? I don't need to see the Chester. I don't care if he's Italian or not. It's you know that's not going to happen. He's what? like a. So so we were we were talking about like our movies and stuff. You yeah. know who's the who's Sheen's character from Major League? Uh, Charlie Sheen's character. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Wilding Vaughn. So, so, so there we go. So he's like he's like the Nationals version of, you know, Ricky Vaughn from Wild Things. So I, I don't think that's necessarily like a bad stereotype to go after. I mean, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, so like, I'm hoping now that they keep cutting us off to see him really come up and kind of be a mentor for all these young guys that are coming in from the minor leagues. Um, I, I really think that because he's kind of, you know, his batting average and stuff. So last year hasn't been so fantastic after he had some like really good seasons that maybe hopefully this year, his batting average will recover. We'll see some more of those home runs that we had, you know, when he was with the other teams and stuff. Um, and then we'll really see him mentor these younger guys who are coming on and give them like a good positive, like their, their first season coming up and, and out of the minors. You know, I, I like that you mentioned the young kids because you guys do have a good farm system. You guys do have a lot of young kids and they need a mentor. And so Luke can do that as long as everybody doesn't walk around with the Jersey three sizes too small. I'm okay with it. I mean, you girls, you might appreciate it. Not as much on our side. We want to watch the baseball game. We don't, we're not counting chest hairs. Um, but I love the fact that you guys have the younger kids. Are you excited about seeing some of the younger kids play? Some of these people being brought up? I am. You know, I think that like one of the things that like, all of us when we had like our end of season wrap up when there was like what like eight of us all together for our yeah. end of season wrap up like one of the things that all of us kind of you know the general census from that whole podcast was that the nuts needed to get their act together with their their pitching you know team things should have been pulled long before they did so between the pitchers and between the pitching coaches like there needed to be something there had to be a shakeup and they've picked up some fantastic young kids who have some like great you know great things coming up and it'll be interesting to see like leaving out of the minors and coming up into the majors and seeing like if they continue on that career path that they've had in the minors one of the ones that um you know there's we've got like Mackenzie Gore who's who's there like hopefully we'll still see some good stuff there but one of the ones that I was looking at was um Jake Irvin who's coming up he was with the senators they brought him up 
Um, you know, he, he's throwing from, you know, the nineties to 97 mile an hour range on his pitches. Um, he's had 24 starts in the minors and, um, what was it? He was 101 strikeouts and that made him the sixth overall in the entire like minor league to someone who's coming up like that, that gives you some hope that they're going to have some better pitchers at the front end of their lineup because they've always had closers and the closers have done well, but it's like getting those longevity through the innings and getting them to be in there for more than one without having to pull them. It'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see if these younger ones coming in can go ahead and kind of fill that so that they're not running through the entire pitching lineup by the time that the, you know, fifth, sixth inning is there. And then it's like, what are we going to do now? <laughs> no, I, Agreed. And and I love what most people don't realize is offense sells tickets, defense wins games, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody right. loves the home run. Everybody loves the five-run hit. I'm joking. I know there's only four runs of it. Everybody loves that five-run home run. But honestly, if you score eight runs in a game, but you give up nine runs, you're not going to win. And so you need that pitching. I, right. I love the, the fact that you're talking young kids and pitching. That's, that's going to be fantastic for the Nationals. Um, because right now you've got a team just north of you in New York that's trying to buy pitchers, but you guys are homegrown them, which is I think is, yeah. is even better. Right. So that's that's well, awesome. And the other thing that aside from the pitching, yeah, the other one that I'm like excited about for this upcoming season, and he showed some like really promise at the end of the season is um, C.J. Abrams. Yeah. Um, there killer plays that he made of just like snatching it they thought it was gone and then to sit there and to watch like the replays of some of these things that you're like wait the ball's gonna get by him oh wait no it didn't and there's you're out at first and so I really hope that one of the things that they concentrate on in you know when they've got their training camps and stuff coming up is working together as a team and building that bond. It's a fresh team. They don't have a lot of veteran players that are on there. That So if they can really, really work on that team building and get them all working together, they have the really, really good potential to basically start from scratch. You know, as, as the GM has said, you know, they're reboot. Um, and, you know, this would be, you know, the perfect thing. We're what, 100 days out from opening day. I think that's what I saw this morning. We're like 100 days out. Is that right? Yep, that's absolutely correct. So, My wife sent me the thing. She's like, 100 days. I'm like, trust me, I'm counting. Yes, I know. All right. <laughs> so 100 days, um, you know, and 100 days of them still having the time to go ahead and really work on that. I think with, I think with the new pitchers that are coming in, some of the other trades that they've picked up along the lines between the end of last season and this season – um, and then if they can really, really work on that team building and working together and becoming, you know, a cohesive team from a whole bunch of people coming in from the minors and from other major league teams, I think that they could pop do something this year, hopefully do something this year. Because if I have like another like 45 to 100 plus losses this season, I may just have to like jump ship and go back to my West Coast team. <laughs> hey, well, there's always room for you in Dodgerville. There's always room for you in Dodgerville. Right. Come on over to Dodger Nation. <laughs> um, so, so let me ask you kind of, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. 
So the first part of the question is, now that some of the players that you guys really cheered for, you know, Trey, Bryce, uh, Juan, are all gone. I mean, have you gotten through that? Have you licked your wounds and gotten through that? Or is that still kind of a, a touchy subject? I... I think it's still a touchy subject for like a lot of fans that are here. Um, you know, it is what it is. Like when, when you love baseball or you love any sport, you know that your favorites are never going to stick around like their entire career. Unless we're talking about Ovi here, who's been here his whole career and he's probably going to stop here. Um, but as far as baseball goes or any other sports, you have those favorites and you just kind of have to like move past it. You, we, we were at that game when they came back and like everyone cheered for Bell and Soto because, you know, they still are favorites here. And it was of no fault of their own that they ended up getting sent over to the West Coast. But um, I'm hoping that, you know, it'll continue with that, the, that the wounds are like healed. And unless they come in here and like start knocking home runs mm -hmm. out of the park, then we that would just be salt in the wound. Um, <laughs> that, that will be okay. Uh -oh. And that there's, there's promise for a promise for a good season this year, as long as, as long as all of the new pieces that they're bringing in, um, you know, start to come together. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to start seeing some of the, uh, you know, once they actually get their stadium back, if when they start now, it's covered in like a winter wonderland with an ice skating rink and lights and, <laughs> So yeah. for those, but once for those we, of us like, here in LA want... that, that we don't know what that means, what she just said, but I'm sure she can send us a picture. I um, will. It's called, called like enchant or enchant or something at the ballpark. And they do, they have like ice skating and lights and everything. I'll send you some photos of it. You can post up what Nats Nats park looks like right now. <laughs> to use the word enchant in DC, so close to Congress and the white house is a unique word, I guess. <laughs> I'll just tease it. Oh, okay. Let's not even. <laughs> so let's let before we go off on that tangent because we could spend hours. By the way, boys and girls, that's a different podcast. No, I'm teasing. Okay, so you mentioned Juan Soto. Juan Soto's contract technically is done with the Padres at the end of the season. If he comes knocking on the Nationals' door and says, "I want to come play for you guys again," are you ready and willing, or are you still not past the fact that he went to the West Coast? A hefty paycheck. What's that? I know. I mean, like, I would gladly have him back. But just like before, is the paycheck going to be big enough that they're going to offer for him for him to even want to come knocking at this door? You know, um, he was offered a, a pretty a pretty penny and, and wasn't really happy with it. Um, and so, I mean, I'll take him back. Like he, you know, as, as long as he comes back and he played like he did before, but you know, now that they've got all this new fresh blood and everything else, I mean, it's kind of, let's, let's see what they do before, you know, we go, we go back to that and signing over millions and millions and millions of dollars out of the uh, salary pool for the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, aren't these contracts crazy? I mean, some of these contracts, Xavier Bogart's 13 years, Trey Turner, 11 years, 300 million. I told my wife, I said, I got out of the wrong business. I should have stayed in baseball business. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. All oh. right. So, 
So wrapping up our final question, <laughs> tell me what you're looking right. forward to in 2023. Um, of course, getting back out to the ballpark because it's cold and that means that warmer weather will be coming. Um, but just really like seeing what they do this year, um, seeing if all of the pre-planning for this and, and all of the work has paid off in, you know, the recruiting and the trades. Um, it's going to be an, an interesting first, I think, month out here to see how things start to come together. Um, definitely we're planning on being on at opening day again, hopefully it's warmer this year than it was last year. Cause last year it was freezing. Um, but really, really hoping to see that all of these decisions that they've made with, uh, bringing in these young kids, like pay off and, um, the running towards going towards the world series again, because the last couple years have been really rough. Um, it's like, it, it's almost like they, they won the trophy. And after that, well, we have it. So we don't necessarily have to work that hard for it anymore. And as we see, things kind of fell apart. And so it'd be nice to see them with this rebuild and this reboot and, and you know, turn around and not finish as like the worst team in the league. You got Oakland for that. Don't worry. You got Oakland for that. Oakland slash Las Vegas. Um, oh, the, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I like about the young kids, and I'm I keep I'm so grateful that you keep bringing up the young kids. You know what I like most about the young kids is the young kids don't have the stress of the big contract people, right? When you're yeah. making when you're making three hundred million dollars over eight or nine or ten years, every at bat, every pitch that you throw, people expect you to strike out people on one pitch or hit a home run every at bat when you're an Aaron judge or a Trey Turner or a Bryce Harper. And so these kids are playing for spots, but they're playing hard. And I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of value in that. Plus you get to play all 29 teams this year, all 29 other teams than just the national league. So you're going to see teams that are in rebuilding mode as well, like Oakland, um, like Kansas city teams that you wouldn't normally see which is going to be awesome for you guys. Yeah. So, and the thing that I, I like about the young ones as well as it's kind of NFL fan. Um, one of the reasons are, is I just don't feel that the players are as hungry as they are when they're in college. So these are kind of like those college kids that just got these contracts and they're hungry to make a name for themselves. And they still play with heart because it's not necessarily about the money now as it is once, like you said, once they get older and they've been in, they've been in the league for like a couple of years. And then now they've got all these dollar signs hanging over their head. It still gives them room for growth and it gives them time to like develop who they are as a player and really play with their heart still versus their paycheck. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you bring up a good point too. So I was just, as you were saying that I was just looking up what the league minimum is. And the league minimum is $563,000. So to warm the bench, to pick splinters out of your tail feathers, right? You're going to get paid $563,000, which means that's $46,958 a month. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure you make more than that, but that's fine. I mean, you know, imagine going to work and not having to do much because you're just picking, picking splinters out of your tail feathers and making $47,000 a month. 
sign me I up mean, for that job. Sign me. I'll go. I'll do that. Definitely. So <laughs> go sit front row seat for baseball to go and sit and just watch my teammates play. Sign me up. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I love your passion for this. I love your enthusiasm. I, you know, one of the things that I loved about our first interview all the way through this one is you, you mentioned even today, I can't wait to get back to the ballpark because the ballpark is where you and your girls bond, which I fantastically love that because that's something that a, you'll never forget. And they never forget. So, um, I don't recommend going out there right now. Apparently it's a winter wonderland, as you say. Um, yeah. But, you know, for Christmas Day, we're supposed to out here in California where I live. Christmas Day is supposed to be 76 degrees. So. Yeah. Sure we're, expect we're expecting like uh, nine degrees and some snow. So I'll trade okay. you. Okay. Yeah, well, no, a, a condo, a, a three bedroom condo in my neighborhood goes for 1.1. Million. So is that about the same price for your neighborhood? Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm good. So you can keep, you can keep your three bedroom condo. I'll keep my 15 acres in the middle of nowhere that, you know, I don't have to deal with people until I have to go to the ballpark. There you go. <laughs> so uh, you'll, you'll keep your nine degrees and I'll keep my four, uh, 76 if I've got to pay that. Right. Exactly. All right. So it's, so it's not such a great trade off. So, but yeah, the, I'll the, just come visit. That and five bucks a gallon for gas. So, you know, <laughs> tomato, tomato, right? Well, exactly. Andy, I'm so grateful that you came back into the clubhouse. I love your enthusiasm. I love your passion. I love your research that you do. I love the fact that you like doing this with the family. We are going to have you on again when we do some predictions and we do a prediction podcast and we've got another ladies night coming up soon too. So we're going to have you on for that. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and we'll we'll catch up with you again. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye, Bill.